Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz. Since 2012, Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance and I have been airing inspiring, insightful conversations with all kinds of change agents who are raising the vibration on our planet. It's the intention of our show to explore possibilities and shift perspectives in holistic, spiritual ways. You'll hear how various industry experts discover and share their deepest passions to make a bigger difference in the world. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And do me a favor, please come back and rate the show so that new people can find us. We'll introduce our next guest in just a moment. Have you ever gone to a social media seminar and you have the online experts telling you, get a blog, get a website, get on social media, all this other stuff. By the time you're done with that seminar, that online expert is very good at frying your brain. (laughs) The funny part is, you come back home, you get in front of the computer, and you're lost. Hi, I am Mario with Tech Life Balance. I see this all the time. You spend so much money and still don't know what is going on with your online presence. And you know, you probably don't need all of that. Let me go ahead and translate geek to english for you and show you what you really need because you don't need it all. You probably only need a few components. You have a great message out there and I would like to hear it, and I definitely want to help you put it out there. I am Mario Rosales with TechLifeBalance.net. I produce this podcast because I love distributing messages. Let me help you distribute your message. Hi, it's your host, Cheryl Sitz. And when I'm not doing this podcast, I enjoy offering live or remote coaching sessions to help my clients explore their possibilities. Maybe you have a physical pain and you've never really gotten to the emotional root cause. Wouldn't it be nice to be free of that? We can do that together. We can also explore what it is you really want or what's really holding you back and get rid of that too. There's lots we can do together. Contact me, CherylSits.com. Now on with the show. Each week we get thousands of people checking into our podcast and I can't help but ask, wouldn't you like to be a part of that? Wouldn't you like your products and services to reach those listeners that we're picking up? Because we have a very niche audience here and they would love to hear about you. So if you'd like to know more about advertising on our show, please contact us through journeyofpossibilities.com. You may recall Scott Wright was featured on this show last March. He came on talking about his sunflower garden and his photography And then he and his life and business partner, the lovely Lorray, joined Mario and I in our group to go to Peru in October. We really loved getting to know them better. And as we visited and learned more about the growth of their projects, I wanted to have them back on the show because Lorray's also become a lot more hands-on involved and they've had some exciting doors open. Together, they co-found SWP Enterprises and the Sunflower Circle. You'll find them online at thesunflowercircle.com. They bring visionary light through educational and mentoring solutions that shift the way people see and interact with the world. By focusing on the mind and the heart, the rights reveal powerful unseen principles underlying our human experience and our individual capacity for insight into our own unique talents. They're wonderful people. I love them dearly, and I know you will too. Welcome, Scott and Ray. Hello. Thank you, Cheryl. Good to hear from you. Oh, it's so good to have you both on the show. And I know things are happening very quickly in your lives. And I just really wanted to kind of revisit 
I will link on this podcast to your last interview so people can reflect back on how you established the Sunflower Garden and how your photography and your work in the Sunflower Circle has changed your life. But then as you've started to move this out into the world, exciting doors are opening for you. Let's start with Ray. How did you become more involved, hands-on in this actual activity that's going on? Well, it was really a a very natural path. You know, by nature, I tend to like to create material and and create a forum to educate. And so as the Sunflower Circle took on a much bigger audience for educational materials, I became a natural partner to organize and to help Scott sort of guide his thoughts so that they would actually come out in the form of the curriculum that we've created. That's wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because we got to know Scott a little bit, but we really don't know about you. Um, Kind of, I guess, your affinity for these things. And then the work that you do is very important with entrepreneurs as well. So I've had a very different path from Scott. I, I was a corporate soldier for a very long time and then finally became an entrepreneur later in life. And I really found myself through that process. I love all the elements that uh, being an entrepreneur brings to one in terms of flexibility and lifestyle. But I found that I also work a lot harder, but in in the nature of that work is work that's aligned more to who I truly am. And I love working with entrepreneurs that, you know, face those same feelings and challenges as they grow businesses with uh, their, you know, intentions and what they're really passionate about. So as Scott and I have traveled this path really for the last four to five years, it's been fascinating to see where our passions and our talents have really aligned and created such a strong partnership because we can truly lead from different places. And I have learned so much from him and learned to take um, a slower path at times to pay attention, uh, as he likes to call it, be a pay attentioner when we're outside. I've always loved the outdoors, but have been, um, you know, pretty busy. So it's, it's helped me to realize that my busyness has really kept me from a lot of the things that I love. And getting back to that has been really, really a wonderful reestablishment and reintroduction to myself. Thank you for sharing that about yourself so we could get to know you a little better. So Scott, why don't you chime in now with how you have taken this powerful experience that you had personally and moved it into something that you're spreading throughout the world, throughout, I think, you mentioned education already. So are you guys working with youth now with the sunflowers? What does that look like? Uh, yeah, we are. Um, before I get into that, though, I'd kind of like to um, share a little bit about our journey and how we got to here. Great. That's okay. Please. Because um, I don't think I talked about this uh, at all in the last podcast. And, you know, Ray was talking about her experience and what she's had being a corporate soldier and such. Um, you know, I worked in the business world myself for many, many years. I was a uh, I worked in the uh, the credit union business, finance business, and uh, the mortgage business for many years. And uh, back after we started uh, dating and as we were together and started to become partners, uh, she could see some things in what I was doing that uh, I really was kind of oblivious to. I, I uh, enjoyed photography, and it was part of what I was doing and uh, taking photos. But she really encouraged me uh, to get a better camera, to really take it to the next level. So in her vision of seeing that, seeing things that I wasn't even seeing myself, she was really encouraging. And it helped me to kind of to blossom and come out of my shell and start to really uh, begin to share things. 
And uh, we were driving down the road one day uh, trying to decide, you know, what's the next step? Where, where do we take this after we've been doing it for a while? And um, she, we were, I just remember it vividly. She turned to me and she said, well, why don't you just quit? And this was when I was working as a mortgage lender. Why don't you just quit that? And uh, I kind of looked at her and I said, well, I can't quit. You know, I've been doing this for years. You know, how will we pay the bills? How will we make ends meet? Um, you know, we need both of our incomes. And at the time, she was uh, working as an independent consultant. And so her income was a bit sporadic. It was, it was uh, not consistent. And I felt like we needed something consistent. And uh, she said, well, you know, the things that we've been learning and the things that we've been doing, we've we've said we should just open up to allow things to happen. So let's put that to the test. So we said we would. And we made that decision right there that I would quit um, within the next upcoming months. We would find a way to make that happen. And in the same day, as we were driving still down the road, she got a phone call that uh, changed everything. It offered her a, a position that would allow her freedom to, to allow us to still work together but at the same time, uh, offer her a, a steady income that would allow me to be able to then concentrate on what I'm doing. So that was really the beginning of making that step and that decision. And it was, wasn't easy to do, but it wasn't until we made that decision that then things really started to change. And it's just gone from there. Isn't it amazing how that happens when we create the space and allow miracles happen, right? Just miracles happen. <laughs> It is. It, it was uh, to both of us. It was really amazing, and it was a, a very uh, significant lesson because of, as we've put that into practice, especially in the last uh, year, even just the last six months, as we put that into practice, we've just noticed things um, falling into place like pieces of a puzzle. It's been pretty amazing. That's very inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. And I would love to hear now how you two have put your head together and said, hey, this would benefit children, because I think that's so exciting to make an impact in the lives of children that are in the years of forming who they're going to be and how they're going to be in, in their lives. Right. Well, back to the, uh, the sunflower circle. And when we, uh, when we started planting sunflowers in the, in the yard, um, it led to a place where we started doing the circle. And, and the other podcasts, I talked much more about that. Well, forming a circle to use for uh, being present. So going into that space and really finding a place here in my yard where I can go and be present. And I've invited other people to come in and, and partake of that as well. And as we um, approached that, um, Ray had a friend who uh, has a charter school in Phoenix, Arizona called Starshine Academy. Uh, her name's uh, Trish McCarty. And she, um, talked to Ray one day and was communicating with her about her school and some of the things they were doing. They were really trying to look at ways to revolutionize education because what's what we have going on in education today really isn't working. And that's not to be critical of, of public education, but I mean, it's, it's pretty apparent to people who can see that for the majority of students, it really doesn't work very well. So the, this charter school is really looking at ways to, to revolutionize that and spread it out through different uh, areas. And she had been approached by uh, a couple of different organizations, large organizations, to be able to, to work with them and help um, provide an education system, one of them being the Catholic Church. She actually went to the Vatican and met with a, a group of, with the Pope and talked about how they could revolutionize and, and provide education. And so she approached Ray as she just felt like there was something that we had to offer. She had been seeing some of my photography and what we were doing. 
And then Ray started talking to her about what we were doing. And uh, she really felt like that was something that we could add. And uh, Ray can talk a little bit more uh, about how that came to, to happen. But we were, um, as we talked about that, it really just felt right to us to be involved in that education process as well. And uh, as Ray mentioned earlier, she really is the organizer. She's, she is a great writer. She's good at organizing and putting things together. She is that part of, of our partnership that really helps to uh, catalyze that together. And where I am more of the, in the, the creative side and the artistic side, she can really put it in, into a space where then it's able to be shared in a way that's uh, beneficial to others. So uh, as, as we were working with them, she came up with these eight lessons. She literally woke up in the middle of the night one night and just these eight lessons just came to her. She got up in the middle of the night and I was looking at her like, honey, where are you going? She's like, I've got to go write this down. And she <laughs> and wrote it down and, and came up with these lessons. And uh, that's what we've been working as, with as the template with what we're doing. So I'll let Ray tell more about what that is and, and how that came about for her. But it was pretty amazing and, and very inspiring for me to watch her do it. It was interesting because as Trish and I had chatted that day, she was talking that there was something that she felt was missing from her curriculum and it was really around you know, a connection to nature. And she, as she had watched Scott's photography, she had felt that herself. And so as I was telling her about the Sunflower Circle and what it was and how it created this sacred space that, you know, was really for anyone to come into it. She, she just stopped me and she said, that's it. And I said, what? And she said, it's about creating sacred space for children. And she said, you know, I want you to think about it and, and just see what comes to you. And, and that's literally what happened. And as it came, it was interesting because I had been for other reasons, looking at some of the stressors that young adults and children face and the amount of anxiety and stress at young ages that come into their lives. And they don't really have the capability to deal with it well, whether that's driven from, you know, family circumstances or their own academics or, you know, athletics, whatever they're facing, there's just tremendous amount of pressure and anxiety and stress that young kids face. And I think technology even contributes in some ways to that. And so I just, it came to me and the lessons, uh, Trisha's entire school is based on mind, body, and spirit. And so the lessons really fell around that. It really, they fell into several categories. So there was definitely the aspect of academics you know, what you could learn from the circle in terms of science and math and and the ecology, the ecosystems, the elements that come to the garden, whether it be the wind, the seasons. And then there are other things that could really ignite the imagination of children. Like when you talk about the Fibonacci sequence and you look at the sunflower circle or the sun, the circle within the sunflower itself, and you see that and have children start thinking about that and understanding how those patterns appear everywhere in nature. And then creating it where it's a, a, a quiet place, how it differs from a playground. And in that quiet place, what it's like to be still and to be mindful. Think about things that come to your mind. And then to also have a reflection process where you then think about the experiences that you've had and you ask yourself the questions of, you know, what did I hear? What did I see? What did I feel? And you capture those in a, you know, in a journaling process 
Or if children don't like to write, they could even draw pictures to reflect those feelings. You've done a fabulous job of describing the curriculum, and these sound like really powerful things to put back into our education system. I agree with what was said earlier about how the education system, as it has been for so long, is serving far fewer students than I'd like to admit. And so we need to have these other pieces in place. This would also be great for homeschoolers, I would think. Uh, Yes, absolutely. That's, in fact, one of the areas where we're we're really um, trying to uh, concentrate. The the charter school market and the homeschool market are two areas that we feel it it can really begin. Uh, And hopefully at some point, uh, there'll be more enlightened individuals in the public forum that will will be able to also champion it to uh, happen in public school systems as well. I know they're already out there. I know even some public schools are doing those kinds of things. Especially but- if we could add that piece about sacred for whatever you believe, you know, right. really bringing back that universal path of, of any faith and all faith and just having that moment and that yeah. space. Because it just brings us together uh, in unity as as one, rather than you know just because someone one is a, a Muslim, one's a Jew, one's a Christian, whatever the religion is, there doesn't have to be a division when you when it comes to nature. Nature is what brings that oneness about when you look at what's going on around us. And that's really where there's been another opportunity now because as we created the curriculum for the for the stu- for the children. We found that, especially in the homeschool market, that there was an opportunity to also create education for the adults so that they could first have that experience themselves and teach from a place of authenticity as to how they took it, how they show up in that uh, in that space. And it's really about being able to sort of connect the dots between the lessons of the circle and then their own lives the relationships in their lives, the faith that they have in their own lives, the family beliefs and values. And so we really allow them to tailor that so that it really becomes very complementary to their entire family. And we're now creating um, some lessons that can even be extended to the entire family having moments in the circle and what that can do for the family dynamic and the family relationships. Well, you guys have spoken before with us about how the power of presence that this practice brings can be transformational. Do you want to kind of share a little bit about that? Um, yes, I, I, I'd love to share something I just had a thought of as we were talking. Um, you know, we live in a world where, where there's so many distractions and uh, we become distracted by everything. We be, and, and that distraction, another word that I like to use to uh, describe that other than distraction is real true disconnection because we're disconnected from the real world. There's so many things, you know, if you walk into any restaurant or any school or wherever you are and look around, uh, the number of people that have their faces in their phones, they're, they're just multitudes of people. And they're, they're in that world. They're in that virtual world, lost in that world. And not that that's a bad thing all the time, but there has to be a balance found there. Uh, with people in the corporate world and busy, busy lives and mothers running around, fathers running around, all the busy things that we have in our life, these are all things that distract us from really looking within. And so the Sunflower Circle has been designed um, and the concept of it to provide a space where we can go in and uh, be present. So a, a type of meditation, a type of just uh, being present and, and staying still 
acknowledging the connection that we all have and the unity that we all have with the natural world around us and using the sunflowers as the catalyst for that. Uh, there's so much that happens. It's, it's really something that has to be experienced. It's not something I can describe. Uh, I'll have lots of videos and things like that on the website, but that's not the point of it. It isn't the point to come to the website and watch videos about the sunflower circle. The point is to plant your own sunflower circle and have the experience for yourself there because that's where the power of it comes from. And that's where the understanding of it comes from is in experiencing it yourself. And it's interesting because, you know, the external world has us uh, really constantly looking around at everyone else besides ourselves. And, and we're in a constant comparison and we're understanding gaps that we have that's, uh, you know, I'm lacking this or I need to be better at that or I should really try harder and do this. And all of that is just creates a lot of noise and takes us further and further and further away from who we truly are. So when you find that place to become present, you realize you go more internal versus external. And it, when you can spend time internally, you realize, wow, I already am all of that. I just have to remember it and rediscover it and foster it. And once you start letting the external noises become more subdued and quiet, and you become much stronger from the core of who you are and who you are meant to be, then those strengths start becoming stronger, they start emerging, and you start showing up differently in your own life. And so it's really that that presence is really wanting people to get back to softly say to them, you already are strong, you already are capable, you are already are, you know, connected to yourself. Just come back to yourself to learn that. Those are great points. And one of the things that's coming up for me as I'm listening to you both is in my own experience with being around parents of youth today with all of the technology, what I tend to hear the most is we can't even get them to unplug to, to eat dinner or for an hour to tell us about their day. They won't leave their gadgets at home to go away for the weekend, whatever. So they are really hyper-stimulated. Would you have any resistance to this where people go, my kid's not going to want to sit down in a sunflower circle and meditate or whatever. That's not what, they're not into that. We can't even get them to go outside. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You're, you're definitely going to have it. And it's going to be a learning uh, process. You know, this isn't going to be something that's going to happen uh, overnight, it has to be. What I've seen is uh, we get some kids who might have their their faces embedded in their phones all the time, and then they come out here. We had a bunch of nieces and nephews over here last summer, and and all of them have you know their own technology and their own phones and such. But I've got chickens in the yard, and I've got the sunflowers, and I've got all this this stuff. And they come over and they start to see that stuff. And they start to interact with it, and they leave their phones aside naturally. I think when they, it's it's such a draw, I think, to them once they make that leap of, of actually trying to experience it for themselves. You know, not all of them are going to want to. Some of them are going to probably think it's, it's dumb and stupid, but eventually uh, they will come around. You know, and it's, it's where some of the lessons are things taught that really start to resonate with children. And that's, um, you know, and certainly teaching children earlier is going to help because then they'll start appreciating it much earlier. The teenagers and uh, young adults, that is going to be probably the hardest area. But even then, we have when we talk about confidence and we start to talk about the sunflowers and we start to ask them if they know what the Fibonacci sequence is, it's 
fascinating how some of that piques their interest. And like Scott said, then suddenly they're, they've, they've forgotten the technology because they've now been captured by curiosity and they've been captured by, wow, this is beautiful. This is around me all the time and I just don't pay attention. And then, you know, asking them, do they see themselves in the sunflower circle? And they kind of look at you at first, like, what do you mean see myself? <laughs> and you start to point out things about, you know, how the flowers are all so beautiful, but each and every one of them is so different. And, you know, they kind of start looking at you and thinking that's, Right. And it plants these little seeds, you know, it's not going to be transformational in, in that one visit to the sunflower circle will cure all the challenges that the children face. But it's definitely going to plant seeds that are going to start resonating with them the more and more they are exposed to not only the, that circle, but to other aspects of nature when they start experiencing it. I love how you say it's planting seeds because that's literally, they literally <laughs> are planting seeds. Well, you know, garden is important. Uh, there's a uh, uh, old, uh, well, Crosby, Sills and Nash did this song, but so did uh, Joni Mitchell, where it says, um, we are stardust, we are golden, and we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. Yes. And it's really true. We really have to... Um, find that connection that we all have with Mother Earth. Uh, it, it is the universal uh, language that we can all understand if we will just allow it to happen. Not everyone can yet. You know, it may take time for, for some people to do that, and especially for, for children. But I think, you know, as time goes on and, and things get weirder and weirder in this interesting <laughs> world that we live in, People are going to start coming back to those kinds of things. Uh, I, I see it all the time already with a, a huge groundswell of, of people that really are getting back to uh, living an organic life, uh, getting off the grid. One of the reasons we want to uh, definitely include the homeschoolers is exactly what you're talking about. The homeschool market is a, a, uh, a faction of people who already understand a lot of them that it's important for their children to disconnect from technology, to have time to do other things. And even it's not just normal study of, you know, reading, uh, writing and arithmetic. It's it's other stuff beyond that. And uh, I think the homeschool parents uh, and people who are involved in that really understand. And I think that's going to be a definite growth industry as time goes on and we and we start to see things get more difficult. I agree with you. Well, I want to let the cat out of the bag about the other population that this is really tapping into because the natural progression is, you know, the youth aren't the ones that need this the most, but probably it's the adults that are running around like crazy that have forgotten how to slow down. And there is a group of adults that you're already working with this, aren't, isn't there? Yes. The, um, we've started to take aspects of the garden of the Sunflower Circle and work together with entrepreneurs and it's not necessarily the eight lessons like we've created with the children, but it's just aspects of mindfulness, stillness, and reflection that we start to talk about where they think about their businesses in a very different way. They reconnect back to the vision that they have for their company and the culture that they want for the company, the experience that they want for the, those people that work for them and partner with them. And as they think about that, it's a big question to them when we chat with them that says, well, how do you show up? And at first they're like, what do you mean, how do I show up? And it's like, well, where's your energy? Where's your mindset? Where's your belief system? Um, and 
in the early days of starting a company, so much of that is present because it, it is the very thing that gives birth to the passion and the ideas and the and the company. But as the company grows and it becomes, you know, more demanding in terms of revenue and and finding new customers and customer service and all those aspects of business that are necessary, the entrepreneur starts to feel really stressed and really challenged. And we take them back to some of those original thoughts that say, you know, trust yourself and go within for those answers and ask yourself, you know, where, where does it resonate with you as you think about how you grow your business? And really giving them a very sound belief system from themselves as to why they start to need to de- to delegate and how they build a tribe and a team within their companies that really know how to, to communicate well and how to share those, you know, those intentions of what they want the business to look like. Yeah. I um, just kind of to add what she's saying, the uh, working with the, the groups of people that, uh, are either entrepreneurs or in the corporate world. There's so so many corporations now that are starting to get that, and we can see these large corporations that that are providing the opportunity for their employees to have meditations at work, uh, yoga classes, uh, really good food that they're providing for people in their in their corporate environments. And those things are all something that's that's really starting to be paid attention to. If you look at the uh, the millennial millennial generation. They're looking for those kinds of things, and uh, there's 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 some big changes that are happening. I think in our world, and uh, we want to be able to to provide an opportunity for entrepreneurs as well as uh, the corporate environment, and to to offer some tools that will help them to uh, offer those things to their employees. How how do you become present? The Sunflower Circle is part of that, but um, the kind of presentations that we want to do. Or in help, helping people to recognize or remember uh, that everything that they need is found within themselves. This is so timely, really. The world as it's becoming right now and us as we are awakening and remembering more of the truth of who we are and our connection to the planet. I think you two are on to something that is perfectly timed and exactly aligned with where we're at and what we are most hungry for right now, which is how do we reconnect to ourselves in this busy, high-tech world and get back to nature? And you offer very manageable solutions that people can adapt to their lives wherever they're at, it seems to me. So I encourage our listeners to go to the sunflowercircle.com and check out what you guys are up to. So anybody at all can connect with you and and proceed with this? Or are you mostly just targeting right now for the schools and the entrepreneurs? Or what does that look like? No, it can be anyone. Um, you know, we are looking for opportunities to go and present to businesses as well. So if there are businesses out there who are interested in in having a presentation, uh, Larray and I would be glad to provide that. Uh, and we'll go wherever they want us to go. And also just individuals who, you know, they're looking, something is missing in their lives. So right now is where the doors really open for anyone that it resonates with. You know, I've had the fortune this last few years of working um, with Babson College, which has been named the number one entrepreneurial college for now 21 plus years, and a program through Goldman Sachs Foundation, 10,000 small businesses. And as I've worked with those two organizations and the entrepreneurs that I've met through them, that's 
you know, I start to see right away how that resonates, how intention, when you build a growth plan with intention, and when you really look at how you view your markets, how you view your competition, how you look at collaboration differently, it's, it becomes a mindset that is very different than your skill set. And so many times we rely on our tools and our techniques and our skills that our mindset starts to just be governed then by those tools. And we really need to step back and be very clear about what our mindset is. What, where is our intentions? What is within me that needs to now sort of be manifested in my business and be shared with the employees? And how do I delegate to them in a really authentic way where they take accountability and ownership? You know, a lot of times we start to want to teach employees accountability and ownership from the tool perspective. And you can spend a lot of money doing that. But if you haven't changed the mindset of how the leaders lead from a mindset where they want to delegate and share that accountability, it just becomes a failure and, and companies become very frustrated. We want to kind of help um, companies get to the space where they understand that it's very important for their leadership. Uh, as well as their employees, to understand that ideas can come from someplace other than thinking them through. The ideas can come from someplace where you're just present with your mind completely clear and open, because the, that's where the real inspiration can come from. It comes from your connection to something higher. It's your connection to the universe, to spirit, to whatever word you want to use to describe it. And uh, you know, these are methods that have been used throughout the centuries. This isn't new stuff. It's just our way of trying to help people understand and navigate it and, and see it. So that's what we want to try and bring to the business world as well. Well, so, and yeah. the sunflowers bring so much joy just in of themselves. I don't I don't know how to look at a sunflower without smiling. They're just the most joyful flowers. So you also bring a lot of joy with this practice, and I think that's beautiful too. But one of the things I was thinking as I was listening to you both talking is this is kind of coming full circle back to where we started the interview with how allowing things to flow through you really open the door for all of this to happen and how much how many of us need to learn more about allowing need to remember that we don't have to figure it all out have to have all the answers the tools the training so much of it is just getting out of our own way and allowing and that's powerful for entrepreneurs and youth and anyone that wants to reach out and connect to this practice it really is um, one of the things i've been practicing that's helped me to get out of the way as well is uh, drumming with drumming, when you're when you're in a space where you're using music of any kind, really, but with drumming, you kind of get in a space where things are just flowing, and it's flowing through you, and the music is just coming, and you're and you're doing it with other people in a drum circle or whatever, and it's not dissimilar to what we're talking about. You're allowing that to just flow through you, and, and um, there's a guy that was teaching us drumming that uh, I, I'll never forget what he said that you have to get out of the way and allow the music to flow through you. Otherwise, you're playing out of your head. And it's the same with a decision that you're making in a business. It's the same with anything we do in life. If we can't get our heads out of the way, a lot of times the best solutions won't come to us. And it's really important, you know, when you look at the advancement of technology over the last few years, our society is only advancing faster and faster and faster. And in fact, yesterday I was reading a great article that talked about how the education today, we are preparing students today to be in 
employees of companies and products and services that haven't even been invented yet, but that will be invented very quickly. So how do you educate them for that? Well, you educate them to learn how to allow ideas to flow through them because we can't anticipate what they will face. You know, the that advancement is happening so quickly that, again, it goes back to a mindset that we have to create where they can embrace innovation, they can embrace change versus a, a tool set that is so well-defined because we, we can't really envision how fast our world is going to change in the next, you know, yeah. 5, 10, 15 years. Uh, it's changed so fast, even over the last five years. Right, that, yes. That, uh, the only constant in this life, it seems, is change. And if, if we don't evolve and be ready to accept and be willing to accept that kind of change in our lives, we're going to have some real resistance. And I think that's where we're at in, in our world right now, is where it's like the non-changers against the changers are just butting heads. <laughs> <laughs> <It's kind of laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, and and that's true. We uh, that's a great point about education, but it's also true for entrepreneurs and and adults. Anyone living right now changes the new norm. And I've had so many people tell me I can't wait for things to settle back down from all this shifting. I don't think it's going to. I think this is no. the new norm, and we better get a whole lot better at allowing and flowing because that's what we're we're living in. Exactly. Right. And you know, I we laughed the other day. I have a four-year-old nephew that was helping me with my phone. And um, I looked at Scott and just said, see, this is what I'm talking about. You know, he has stronger <laughs> skill sets at four than what I do. And it's not about that. It's just about that curiosity, that that way that people looks at things and they, we don't see them as problems. We break, you know, we just allow the, the vision to open up and we see things differently and therefore we approach them differently and we we manage and navigate through them as, a, as an individual, as a family, as a business, as a community. Such good points. I love visiting with you both. I swear we could go on forever, but I do see that we're approaching the end of the show. I want to again reference the lovely new website filled with great photography and music and tips and getting better every day. It's the sunflowercircle.com. And I'd like to conclude today by asking each of you what I ask all of my guests which is if you have a parting thought you'd like to share with us today and whichever of you wants to go first, that's great. Uh, okay. I will go first. Um, I think, you know, with what we're doing, um, we've just set the intention out there that we want to do and follow the, our best path, the one that we really feel from the inside and live our authentic selves. And we've done, tried to do that together and, and uh, work off of each other's strengths uh, know each other's strengths, know each other's weaknesses, and where we can help each other. And I think um, cooperation in our world is is really important. And something that I've uh, really been drawn to is uh, the concept of unity, where there really isn't a separateness with anything that we do in this in this life. We are part of each other. You know, all humanity is really one but not just all of humanity. We are one with everything, all the trees and plants and animals and everything that exists in our universe beyond this world even, to stars and the sun and moon. Everything is all part of one. It is all one unity. And uh, understanding that concept and getting to the space where you can be meditating and clear your mind, that's when you really begin to understand that unity. And I feel it's, it's very important uh, a very important concept for everyone to 
really make an effort to, to connect with that and understand that. Otherwise, we will continue to remain as divided as we have been, and we can't continue to do that. We've got to, to become unified. Amen. Thank you for that. So true. Wow, Ray, how are you going to top that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. How do I, how do, I do that? So for me, I think, you know, I, I look at what we're doing right now. And first and foremost, I absolutely love the fact that I get to do it with Scott. I've learned so much from him. You know, he really graces my life every day with this very calm presence that helps me live my true authentic self. And as I, as I have gotten more reintroduced to who I am and to what I love and to what meaningful activities I can fill my day with. It's amazing how that becomes like a ripple effect. And so if you can imagine, you know, throwing a stone in the, in a river, Scott's sort of thrown a stone in the river of my life. And I am seeing like all these ripples that are now going through me. And as I touch others that they're happening through them. So I know that, you know, sometimes when we think that we have really, you know, we've reached an age where we have nothing more to give or that we're coming on the slower end of our lives, I, I look and I think, wow, in the fall of my life, I have been given such a magnificent gift and all the other seasons have led me to this. And this is going to be my best and greatest work, the work that I do now with my husband and the lives that we touch will be the things that, you know, that that I go to sleep every night with just such a fullness of my heart and a gratitude of being so thankful that that's the path that I've been brought to. You are both such amazing people, and I just feel blessed beyond words to know you and to be a part of this segment of your journey in the fall of my own life. And Mario and I just adore you and send you so many wishes for nothing but the best. And to any listener who's wondering if this is if these two are really for real, if this is too good to be true, this is the real thing. They're, they really walk the talk. And I encourage you to reach out through the sunflowercircle.com, get to know them and reconnect with yourself through nature in some of the beautiful ways that they set forth. Thank you both for taking the time to be with us. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Cheryl. We feel the same way about you guys, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> love you both. Oh, yeah. we love you too. And Mario's over here as he always is for these shows, smiling and handling all of the technology, and he sends you love too. Oh, we love you, Mario. Would you like to be a guest on Exploring Possibilities? Drop me a note at info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.